Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are tuned in to the award-winning Poet Radio Show. This is Talk to Me Tuesdays, where your hosts tonight are London Lovins Cotton, where we uh, give Cotton a chance to tune in. Um, I'll just briefly go over what we'll be discussing tonight. Um, in the news lately, we've been talking a lot about the Laquan McDonald case and the recent protests going on all around the city of Chicago. And as some of you all know, uh, today one of our top cops was fired in regards to that case. And we just pretty much want to know um, where our callers stand in regards to the recent protests. Um, We'd like to know where you stand on the Black Lives Matter movement. And was the firing of the top cop uh, pretty much like a cover-up or something to pacify the critics? And then we're going to close out with everyone giving their uh, feedback on what do we think the solution would be to this current situation. Um, We've had a lot of uh, positive and negative feedback in regards to the whole situation, of course. We would love to hear everyone's side of it. Like I said, we pretty much want to get everyone's input on the topic, Uh, see where everybody stands with the uh, topic. And just give us your feedback. I do see Central Alabama on the line. Just stay with us. Again, you're tuned into the award-winning Port Radio Show tonight. This is Talk to Me Tuesdays. This is your host, Londa Love. And I'm still waiting for my co-host to come in. But um, I think I'll go to the line and see what uh, Central Alabama has to say right now. Okay, Central Alabama. State your name, what part of Alabama you're calling from, and your thoughts tonight on the topic. Uh, my name is Joe, and I'm um, from Central Alabama here in Tuscaloosa. Um, mm-hmm. Well, this is my first time calling in. I usually listen to the Truth Hour every every okay. Tuesday night with Brother Julius okay. and Brother Black Ice, and you know I decided to call in tonight just to see what you know, just to hear what it, you know hear everything what everyone has to say about the situation up there. I mean I, I, I hear this I see the stories, I see the posts every day about the young brother, you know, peace and blessings to the family, you know. But um yeah, I'm just calling in tonight just to listen in, you know, just to get a feel for it, you know. Okay. All right. Now do you have any thoughts on the recent protest? Do you think it's a positive thing? Do you think it'll help? You know, is it do you think it'll make a difference? Uh, when it comes to the protesting? Um, I'm not really, um, you know, everybody has their own opinion about different things, but me, when it when it comes to protesting, I think we've been, uh, as black people, we have been protesting way too long, and I don't think protesting has really gotten us anywhere for over the years. Um, 
protesting it, 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 it have it have its ups and downs. Yeah, it's some good come from po- protesting, but but really, I mean, it, it, it's not going to change anything. Uh, the the powers that be have have gotten things the way they want it, and 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 they're gonna continue to do what they do to enforce it. To to um, it, it it's just wicked. It's just so much so much going on in this world. It's just wicked, and and it hurts my heart every day. You know, seeing these young brothers and sisters missing uh, or killed in the street. You know, it just. It just hurts me really bad, and, and, I, and, and it weighs on me a lot about what's going on in this world. So, I mean, just lost the words, actually. Yeah, I feel you on that. And behind some of the protesting, um, the police superintendent was fired today by the mayor. So you do, do you think those those protests had anything to do with the firing of, of the uh, superintendent of police? Do you think it was effective a little as far as like him getting fired? Yeah, I can I can I can say it it, it had something a little bit to do with it. Um, uh, you know, even though you know you've been hearing all year long about uh, cops just killing people, man, just and and it seems like it's getting worse. It's like you hear you hear more and more about it every day. Mm-hmm. That someone is being shot down in the street, unarmed men and women, even kids. I mean, just yeah. sitting in the house, even in the bedroom, and just bullets yeah. flying through windows. I mean, I just, I just don't understand it. I mean, yeah, a lot of senseless killing. Okay, and my other question would be to any one of our callers: Is where do you stand with the Black Lives the Black Lives Matter movement? Is it something you agree with? Um, I hear a lot of people say, oh, black lives should matter to black people, then it'll matter to other people. So where do you stand with that uh, movement? Well, the, 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 the uh, Black Lives Matter movement was, was eye-opening to a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm for the movement. You know, it's, if anything I can do to um, uplift my people and try to steer my people in the right direction, you know, um, we have this thing that, that's on uh, Google Plus. It, it's it's, um, it's different communities on there, and it's a lot of righteous things I've seen posted on there. It's a lot of sisters and brothers trying to put out true information with knowledge that you know, mm-hmm. and that that will help. You know, that can uplift a lot of sisters and brothers here in this country that really don't know themselves. And that's where it all begins. It all starts with you. You must find self. You must know thyself. And that's where it, right. that's where it begins. And I think if a lot of sisters and brothers today, if, if they knew self, I wouldn't think a mm-hmm. lot of the things that goes on today wouldn't be going on today if they could find self and know self. That's right. how I feel about it. Yeah, I kind of believe that too. One of my friends just typed in to, via text message. She said, um, the biggest failure in our community is that we've refused, we have failed in raising our children to be productive citizens and who respect society. And I said, I, I can understand. I kind of see that, you know, in a way because I work with a lot of people of a younger generation right. and they don't have those same values as parents that our parents had raising us. It's almost kind of like anything goes and there's no restrictions on limits for certain things and certain things are done in front of the children. So it's like they really don't have 
positive role models. A lot of parents don't see anything wrong with some of the negativity that they show in front of their children. So these children are growing up, you know, imitating and mimicking what their parents are doing. And they're turning out a little bit much worse than their parents, almost raised without a conscience. So when you see a child shoot another child or commit a heinous crime, they, it really doesn't kick in that this is something serious until after the fact, you know. So I believe, you know, like she said, we are failing to raise our children as productive citizens, that that is one of the causes of uh, a lot of this uh, violence that's going on in, in uh, society. And I want to ask you one more question. Um, a lot of people are saying that they believe the firing of the police superintendent was to pacify the critics. Do you believe that's something that's true? Yeah, um, you, you hear of it all the time uh, whenever these shootings ha- happens, um, e- e- either the, um, the captain of the force or whoever, the sergeant or whoever they step down, you know, they give up their position. I mean, that's not – I don't think it's going to solve anything. I, they're probably just going to roll another guy just in his place, you know, even worse or made for the, for the better, even probably even better than the guy that was there. But I don't think it's going to solve anything. It's just the system that we're in. And the system that we're in is, is not designed to uh, protect us as a people. Right. Um, right. Now, back to what you said, you had a text come in earlier. I can relate to that. Uh, I was raised in a household with both parents. And to the day, you know, I was able to graduate from high school and get out on my own. Um, Mm -hmm. My mother and father was there every single day. And they, I mean, they really worked worked me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, sitting back now, now, looking at those things, I was like, man, mom and dad was hard. They didn't want me to hang out with with my buddies or my friends or whoever. But now, sitting here, looking back on things now, you know, my mother and father, they was preparing me for today. Um, mm-hmm. They have opened my eyes up to a lot of things, even when I was younger, coming up in the household, um, and there was no sitting around playing video games. I mean, we had to get it. I mean, our first job right. when I was 11, and and that was a lot of positive, positive vibes in my household. Uh, mm-hmm. I was always steered in the right direction, um, never was in trouble. Um, it's bad to run. I mean, and the the head of the household, we need that back. The black family needs yeah. the head of the household back because a lot of our kids are lost out here. And I, I, own, I own my own business. I've been owning mm-hmm. my own business for about five years now. And I try to work with a lot of the young kids that's out in the community. I try to, you know, work with them, show them how to do different things, how to make repairs, how to be responsible, you know. I, I try to pass that on because it was passed on to me by you know, through right. my father. And and I give my parents, you know, the, the the most high respect, the most I mean, I just appreciate the things they did when I was coming up and I'm glad they did those things because I don't think they ever had a did the things they did. There's no telling where I would be today, you know. So we just we we just need the head of the household back. We need that we need the black man back, and we also need the black man to love and honor and respect the black woman. That's most of all what we need right. to get um, understanding of is who we need to respect and love and honor. And I think a lot of things will 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 get better 
from there on out, and everything else would take care of itself if we could get the head of the household back. And that that is a must. The black family is a must. We we must get that back, that stability back. Absolutely. I totally agree. It falls back under what my um, friend texted and said about the um, the families raising their children to be productive citizens in society. And like you said, there's lacking. You know, the head of the household is not there. And it's not anything against single parent family homes, but a lot of homes um, are lacking that balance between the mother and father, and children need that guidance from both ends. They need that balance. Whether the, the father or mother is in the house with the child, they definitely need that balance. But right. I want to thank you, Joe, for tuning in and stay with us. We have some more callers on the line, and we're going to go to those calls and get uh, the other callers input as well. But stay on the line and stay with us, okay? Yes. Okay. Illinois, hello, Illinois caller. Uh, state your name, what part of Illinois you're calling from, and give us your thoughts on the topic. Um, you're tuned into the Poet uh, POET radio, award-winning radio show, where our topic tonight is in regards to Laquan McDonald in his case and the recent protests going on around Chicago. And uh, caller, just give us your thoughts on that. Hello? Okay, I guess they're just listening in. We're going to go to the next caller. Hello, Illinois. Uh, state your name, what part of Illinois you're calling from, and give us your thoughts on the topic tonight. Uh, this is Felicia. I'm from Chicago. And uh, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, I came in on a tail end of what the gentleman was saying, and I believe that is absolutely correct, that order needs to be restored in our families as far as uh, having a talk with our children. I believe I sent some uh, questions earlier in reference yes. to that. What happened to uh, Laquan was absolutely horrible. I don't mm-hmm. believe that it takes even three bullets to stop anyone. And just in his instance, reading his story, it, it kind of made me very sad and kind of, pierced my heart because he's been failed on so many levels. He was a child of abuse. He Mm -hmm. was shifted from home to home. And the people who knew him, like his educator and one Mm -hmm. of his friend's mother, said he was a child constantly in search of love and wanted to feel loved. And that night when he was out, of course, being where he shouldn't have been, doing what he shouldn't have done it just takes you back to say you know make you think like you know where was he failed at you know sometimes unfortunately when children are placed in foster homes even if it's with family members you know some people see that money that they're getting from the state they really don't nurture or care for a child the way they should and also it goes back to having that hard conversation with our children about where you should not be how to respect authority what to do when you encounter certain situations. And because we already know that we are targets, what can we do to change things so that our children do come home alive? You know, um, 
years ago, my uh, former pastor had this hard conversation with the congregation and the teenage young men about, you know, how you respond to authority. Mm-hmm. And, again, it goes back to, um, and I, I'm almost done, you know, so many of us run across Laquans every single day in our communities. He's the boy next door, the kid that you see hanging out all night. He's the kid at your church that's kind of mischievous. You know, maybe he don't behave well in Sunday school or at church or constantly has to be talked to. He's the kid in your family. But, again, you know, um, having become a single parent in in most African-American single-parent households, especially when you have women raising young men, is just like some things kind of get missed. And that's not in all households, and that's not – I'm not saying all households, a lot of households where young men, uh, if they don't have that uncle or grandfather or a male role model in their life to instruct them on, you know, things that men need to know, then, you know, a lot of things get, you know, left out. So, again, I believe, like the gentleman said, we just have to go back to family values and restore order in our households how things are Mm -hmm. done. And then on the other side, as productive citizens, we need to go back to caring for one another in our communities. We can't keep letting little boys and little girls get hurt and killed and think because it's not our immediate child in our household that we're good. Right. So uh, that's my two cents. Okay, what do you say on the recent protests? Do you think they are effective? Um, do you think it'll help our situation, our current situation with all of the violence and murders? Do you think this uh, the protesting does anything for our situation? I think they are effective in two things. Uh, although they wouldn't publish the report, Black Friday here in Chicago was affected. The Apple Store was affected that day, although people did shop Saturday and Sunday. And Mm -hmm. also, at some point in our communities, we have to stand up against this type of injustice. You know, people talk about Jesse Jackson and others, you know, but at one point in time when they were young men, they put their lives and their families' lives in jeopardy to stand up for something, for so many Mm -hmm. things that we take for granted now. We talk that talk. But we aren't putting ourselves at risk and our family at risk like they did. So at some point, yes, we do have to protest. We do have to hold our political leaders accountable. We do have to make noise. But behind making that noise, we got to come up with some other solutions and keep going. But it has to start somewhere. Absolutely. And my next question would be to you that I asked Joe as well. Where do you stand on the Black Lives Movement? The Black Lives Matter movement? Yeah, Black Lives Matter movement, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I believe it's legitimate in that, and I believe how it came about is just the same way that uh, in the 70s, when we were kids coming up at us, I'm black and or late 70s, early, uh, late 60s, early 70s, the phrase came out, I'm black and I'm proud, because uh, all of these things came about because we're not saying that all lives don't matter, but... Black lives are not held as valued lives, and it's not just by our people. 
is overtly done in our economic systems and education and everything else. And I believe that's how that came about. The same way with saying, you know, I'm black and I'm proud, you know, um, but I believe it's an effective movement. But again, sometimes we are very critical of people who are taking stands someplace and we really haven't. So I just try and be careful of being a critic because at some point, whoever started it knew that it was to, it had a goal. Absolutely. And one last question before I go to the next caller. Um, do you think the firing of our police superintendent, uh, McCarthy, was to pacify the critics or to cover oh. up for something else? Oh, absolutely. And more heads are going to roll. Um, he is not, um, I don't uh, know if I necessarily agree with firing him. Now, he is part of a problem, but it it didn't start with him. And bigger heads mm-hmm. need to roll. I believe the initial cover-up was with our mayor. This had been a year, mm-hmm. so this was happening in an election year. And to keep people from perhaps maybe not voting for him or whatever, I believe it started higher than Gary McCarthy, and it's gonna it's going to be higher than the mayor, the state's attorney needs to be fired. Absolutely. I totally agree. Well, I want to thank you, Felicia, for calling in and giving us your input on tonight's topic. And just stay with us on the line. I'm going to go to a few more callers, and then we're going to go back and get everyone's uh, input on the topic. But stay with us on the line. Okay. Good evening, Illinois. State your name. What part of Illinois you're calling from, and let us know what your input on the topic is. Uh, is. Hello. Hello. Hello, everyone. My name is Jessica Newman. Um, I'm actually in Bloomington, Illinois. Um, I mm-hmm. am a graduate student here at Illinois State University, getting my master in higher education. Um, mm-hmm. I think with the protests and things, I think the protests are very beneficial. Um, I'm seeing students getting an ignited fire about um, the situation and stuff that's happening also on college campuses. I think that everything that's happening in society and stuff that's happening in the bubble of higher education is a direct reflection, um, especially being at a predominantly white institution. And I can see the energy getting transferred when they're coming back to campus, how they're feeling. Um, So I think the youth, uh, specifically my generation as as a millennial, I think we are taking a charge. I think we need to be more organized. Mm-hmm. I think we need more. I think we need more role models to know how to organize um, and galvanize around these issues so that we can make action steps and um, be sitting in sitting in some seats that we are not sitting on. Um, I also think as I go into be an administrator at a, a university in the future. I think we all in our perspective field as black people need to not be silent in our um, workforce areas um, because we have police officers that are also black who do not, Uh um, who are a part of these issues as well. So I think we need to not be silent in our perspective field and take a stand and say, um, no, this is wrong and galvanize around people who can also advocate and do the same thing for us. Um, so I feel a lot of different ways. I've been um, 
talking to students about it, talking to myself about things, and I think a change is on its way. I think we all need to, as far as elders, um, future leaders, younger younger leaders, I think we need to all get together and create a powerful movement because it can't. it's just not a part of the youth or it's not a part of the elders. We have to come together. Absolutely. And I'm going to ask you the same few questions that I asked for previous callers. Um, do you, where do you stand on the recent protests, and do you think they were effective in this, for this situation? Yes, I think they were very effective. Um, it was powerful seeing that um, Apple had shut down. Um, I saw a picture of a young white woman crying and um, I just, because she wasn't able to get into the store in the Timberland store downtown Chicago. Um, and that's a direct reflection. The picture was a very good, the picture was a very good depiction of what's going on mm-hmm. in society that white people have this privilege to go around not knowing what's happening. Um, they can go down Magnificent Mall and cry and <laughs> not really understand our pain. We have to understand theirs, right. but they don't understand ours. So um, I thought it was a powerful movement, and I'm super pow- proud of um, the people of Chicago. Okay, good. And I want to ask you another thing. What are your thoughts on the Black Lives Matter movement? Is this something you agree with? Um like I said earlier with another caller, you hear a lot of people say, well, black lives should matter to black people, then it will matter to other people. And where were these black lives matter people when the young boy got shot and killed? So what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think the Black Lives Matter movement is great. Um, I think it's still in its young stages. Um mm-hmm. As Felicia stated, it's powerful, especially for um, it's a powerful movement because words words like that is going to have an impact on the nation. Nobody's going to forget the Black Lives Matter movement, the hashtag, um, the shirts, the things of that nature. Um, it's brought an awareness to our population and to other um, other cultural ethnicities in the in the world. Um, people in France are saying Black Lives Matter. Um, so I think in that one specific thing, like that's something that resonates with so many people. Um, and as far as the young stages go, everyone are, uh, states are creating chapters for states, cities, and things of that nature are creating chapters for the Black Lives Matter movement. So there's a chapter in Champaign, actually, in Champaign, Illinois, um, and people are branching out and doing that. So that way everybody can kind of focus in on what's going on in their specific areas. Um, I actually had a chance to meet Opal, which is one of the founders of the Black Lives Matter movement, and um, she talked about people saying, like, oh, we all all lives matter and things of that nature, which Mm -hmm. I highly disagree with. (laughs) I highly disagree with because um, if all lives matter, then we wouldn't have to say black lives matter. So I think it's a powerful movement. Okay. Thank you, Jessica, for giving us your input on tonight's topic. And one other before we go to the next call, um, what do you think the solution would be to the current situation? With Laquan McDonald um, or 
the system of With, Chicago. Um, <laughs> the whole system and all the violence is going on. One caller stated how we need to get back to the family structure and teaching our children um, values and giving them that positive input in their upbringing. So what do you think the solution to all of this would be? Um, I just think about my role um, specifically and how I impact um, higher, how I impact students and how I will give back after I graduate. Um, mm-hmm. And, the yeah, I think raising children that are productive to society and always reminding our children that um, once we rise up, we have to come back and push other people up in society. It takes a village to raise a child. My mom has been very um, – she has put the, instilled that into me. My church family has instilled um, that they are part of my village. And I've, I've always had a village around me everywhere I went. Um, and that, I think that's something powerful. And that's why I wish to come back to Chicago um, and mm-hmm. be, a part of these, be a part of these movements and be a role model and mentor. Um, it's a circle of life. We need elders. We need young people. We need the children. Um, everybody has a stake in what's going on, and we need to even speak to children. Elementary students need to know about what's going on because they're going to be the next leaders. So um, I feel like me personally and our black community, we need to get back to the village aspect of what and who we are, and I think that's something missing. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you, Jessica, for giving your input, and this is coming from a younger person. <laughs> and we're going to stay with us on the line, and we're going to go to a few more callers to get everyone's input on the subject. But we definitely thank you for calling in and stay with us, okay? Will do. All right. Hello, Illinois. Uh, caller, state your name, what part of Illinois you're calling from, and give us a little bit of your input on the topic tonight. Okay, I guess they just listened in. We'll go to the next caller. Hello, caller, state your name, uh, what part of Illinois you're calling from, and give us your input on the topic tonight. Anthony Taylor, can you hear me? Uh yes, you have a lot of background noise. Okay, I gotta take you off. Probably gotta take you off speaker. Hold on. Okay. Anthony Taylor, and I'm from the west side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, my thought on it is, it's just uh, dreadful that we have so much corruption starting from the top. Mm-hmm. We gotta clean the house from the top before we can do anything else because we, we always. The top always claim it's the middleman when we got so much corruption at the top. It shouldn't have took 13 months. And that was in the middle of uh, the mayor's uh, election, re-election. And that's, compared, that's conspiracy to a criminal activity. As far mm-hmm. as McCarthy, he knew because the officers got to turn in the report on what happened. And then Anita Alvarez, it's her third time doing something corrupted. So we got to get rid of it. We, I mean, we, we got to stand as people to say we're not taking it anymore. We got to start narrowing down who we're picking. We got to be careful about who we're picking to be our leaders. And then, uh, thirdly, we may need to change the rules on how long a person can be a mayor. Put them on the ground. If they're not changing no laws or not trying to do nothing uh, positive or, or changing some positive facts about the corruption or trying to straighten out things, we need to also, we need to get them out. Basically. So 
what happened to that young man was terrible. And um, do you think the firing of McCarthy was um, was that to pacify or cover up the corruption? It, 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 it was it was it basically it was for both to pacify because mm-hmm. you know now the ball's in the road, so he got to do something. But what about when it happened? Nothing was never said. They knew they was hiding it from the beginning. Right. And I think it's just a cover-up because all of a sudden you want to get rid of this man. That's, that's, that should have been addressed when it happened. And do you think behind these protests that um, the state's attorney and the mayor could be eventually fired for their posi- from their positions? Do you think anything will happen in regards to them? Uh, I, so, well, it's, you know, I don't know about the mayor, but with Anita Alvarez, yeah, it, it can happen. It can happen with the mayor if, if other people step up. Where's our Jesse Jackson? Where's our Al Shopton? Where's our Farrakhan's at? All these people who's supposed to be the pillars of the community. We need to watch who we picking. We need people that's going to stand out and step up and say, this got to stop. Point blank and period. Not because it's a money value or you getting something out of it. If it ain't benefiting you, you want to be bothered because that's what that, that's what I'm getting. That's what I'm saying. If you can if you can make ten million people come to Washington, you can raise your voice to do something about these problems. Absolutely. And what do you stand with the on the recent protest that's going on? Do you think this is a positive thing? Is it effective? Um, and where do we go after the? Where do we go after the protest? What do we do after that? Uh, uh, okay, uh, I think with the protest, I think that's a great start because it reminds me of the marches that King did, and I think I think it's effective because they're going in numbers. Numbers always work, and where we need to go afterwards, we need to stay positively strong, and we need to stand strong, not just let it fall and flop out. You know what I'm saying? Like not just let it dissipate after this problem be solved. We need to. Uh, make sure that there's a, a presence that this is what's going to happen when y'all out of control. See, we need to push for more things. We need to push for our lawmakers, you know, because we as the people, we got to understand the Bill of Rights. We got to understand what we the people mean. We didn't allow them to reverse our power, and we didn't get contemplated by letting them handle everything. We the one that wield the power. They work for us. Absolutely, and I have a few um callers texting in as well, and they're saying we need to exercise our vote. We need to vote. Uh, the state's attorney is coming up for re-election. We need to exercise our vote to remove her from office. The mayor's in office for the next four years, and I'm not sure there's enough to impeach him. What do you think about that? We need to move to impeach because, I mean, uh, the taxpayers paying for everything. It's paying for every time uh, a, a ruthless killing comes along with the police and they get sued. The, the taxpayers gotta make the, they gotta make that up to the taxpayer, and that's sad mm-hmm. that they doing all they doing all this crazy stuff, but we the one paying for all of it. No, <laughs> you're right. He need to be in peace. He, he, he got to go. He got to go. All right. Well, Anthony, we thank you for calling in and giving us your input um, on this topic tonight. And stay with us on the line as we go to more callers and get their input. And make sure you uh, stick with us until the end, okay? Okay. All right. Hello, caller. State your name, uh, what part of Illinois you're calling from, and let us know whether you're listening in or to give us your input on the topic. Uh, this is um, 
the award-winning Port Radio Show, where you're tuned in to Talk To Me Tuesdays, where your host tonight are Londa Love and Cotton, and we are discussing the Laquan McDonald case and the recent protests going on around the city of Chicago. Go ahead. I already spoke. I was on a different phone, so you could put me back on mute. Someone else an opportunity. All righty. We'll go to the next call. Hello, caller. State your name, where you're calling from in Illinois, and let us know what your input is on the topic tonight. Hello? Yes. Caller? Yes. My name is my name is Patrice Patterson. I'm from the south side of Chicago. I do represent Unmuted. In terms of Laquan McDonald, um, that was definitely uh, um, a murder that was committed execution execution style by the city of Chicago. Um, mm-hmm. I'm happy that that um, McCarthy resigned today. I don't think that's enough. Of course, I do believe that Anita needs to go, Rahm needs to go, and the governor needs to go as well. Um, he, too, has taken away a lot of resources out of the community that's needed. Um Chicago overall, in terms of the criminal system, is just a corrupt system. And um, I do believe, as the black community, as when it comes to politicians and things of that nature, we have to start researching our politicians um, in regards to who we are putting in office. And we do have to put fire under their butts to ensure that they are working for us. Um, for instance, I grew up in the 8th District, the alderman is Michelle Harris, and mm-hmm. I don't ever see her active within the community. And that, the 8th District, that involves 79th Street, 79th Cottage Grove, Stony Island, where I grew up at. And anytime you mention 79th and Cottage Grove, you always get this reaction like, oh, my God, it's so it's dangerous over there, it's bad over there. And, I mean... Of course, it has its incidents of violence and things of that nature, but, again, I never hear anything from our aldermen. Um, As it relates to our culture of people, I am the type of person, like, you know, people say we need to go out and vote, we need to um, research the politicians we put into the office and things of that nature, but I am a strong believer in us as of people creating our own systems. Those are uh-huh. their systems. If right. we were to sit down and create our own systems of government, then what can they do to us? What can they do? Right. There's nothing right. that they can do. So my thing, as far as moving forward, we have a campaign. It's called Rise Up List. Rise mm-hmm. Up Lift 2016, and Unmuted, we will be reaching out to the community, um, promoting us to come together to unite so we can focus on the new paradigm of black America for 2016, which includes our youth, family, community, mm-hmm. health and wealth, and politics. Mm-hmm. All black everything. I'm not concerned about the other race. I'm not concerned about any other races except the black community and what we need to do to build up our children, our family structures, 
our community, what we need to do to maintain our health, what we need to do to obtain wealth, and what we need to do in terms of politics and things of that nature. That's, that, that is our focus for 2016. And as a community, um, I think some of the things that we need to get back to is definitely values and also mm-hmm. just really looking into our ancestors' ways of life and how they went about um, operating the village. Just for example, when um, boys and girls, when they hit that 13 or when they hit that mark, when they um, go into puberty, that is when they go into a rite of passage because they're transitioning from a young child to a young adult. You know, we need to be doing things like that with our children having rites of passages with them so that they can understand that you're going from a young child to a young adult and this is what you need to expect. Or when our children start dating, okay, yeah, you can date, it's fine, it's natural, but you need to bring whomever you're dating, you got to bring them home so that we can meet them and give you approval as to whether or not you can date this young man or this young woman, you know, things of that nature, definitely getting back to respecting our elders and, you know, a a high level of respect because our young kids, a lot of them, they don't have respect for elders. So I think that's another thing, just us really studying the ways of our culture as it relates to our African ancestors and incorporating them into our ways of life today because our African ancestors, they operated as a village, a very spiritual people, and they took care of one another. They they were not separated. Just say, for instance, me and you, we go to the store, me and you, we got $50 a piece. We go to the grocery store, we spend our $50 a piece, but we're going to take $100 worth of grocery, and not only am I going to feed my family, and see your family, but we're going to see the third family too because that's how we operate. We take care of one another. Um, so I think, I mean, that's getting back to that. And another important thing I, I must put out there is as adults, we have to educate our children about our African and African-American history because they are going to, they're going to school Um, to a system in which they are being fed a lot of lies, like we were, and that broke us down. And it takes you a while, if ever, for you to find your true identity. And when you are convinced to look a certain way, act a certain way, shut up at this time, talk at this time, it takes your power away from you. And it doesn't allow you to have a voice. But if we are uplifting our children and telling them the truth about where they come from, that they don't come from slavery, that they actually come from dynasties, kings and queens, things of that nature, that you have the most beautiful hair in the world, that everyone tries to emulate what you do, what you create, that the United States and basically the whole entire world was built off the backs of our ancestors, then they will have something to hold their heads up high about knowing that this didn't start with slavery. Prior to slavery, there were dynasties, Dynasty 18, Dynasty 19, Dynasty 20. You know what I'm saying? So just really getting back to um, 
the ways of our ancient ancestors and really focusing on our culture and not trying to prove anything else to other cultures. Like, we, for what? They don't care. <laughs> so that's why I met with it. Okay, I just wanted to let you know, after hearing your information and your input on the topic, that we saw the video from Saturday and that uh, Black Ice sends his love. <laughs> and I just wanted to say, um, do you think the uh, recent protests had anything to do? Do you think it was an effective thing? Was it helpful? Did it change anything in our, for our situation? It's definitely. I, I believe it, it, it was helpful in the sense that, number one, it brought us together. The purpose of us doing the march, the protest, was, number one, to unite as a people. Number two, to honor the fallen souls of Chicago, to say that we are aware of the violence that's taking place in our community. We acknowledge it, and we stand before our community to say that we are taking accountability in addressing what's happening in our community. So I definitely think it's a great thing, just like the previous caller said, is something that our ancestors did or our elders did when they had issues. They came together, they marched, they protested, they let their voices be heard. So I, I think it's a I think it's a it's a good thing to to do. It's not the last march we will be doing. We will be doing other marches not only to address racial oppression, but to address um, negativity negativity as well. But the, uh, I want to say another word, which is, <laughs> right, you know, so not, you know, because a lot of times we like to come out when, you know, incidents of racial oppression happen, but we really have to empower our people to get back to um, loving one another as well. And that also starts in the home, too, with, you know, having a, a strong family structure. If you are, I mean, just to give you an example, I I promote black love, black lives matter, black economics matter, black kids matter, black men matter, black women matter, this, that, and the other. But how do you promote all of that? And you don't, you're not even practicing it within your own home. Right. So, for me, that was a reality for me too. I have a home, um, strong family, stable, and things of that nature. But I am an independent woman, and sometimes, as an independent woman, that gets in the way of you allowing the man of the house to be the man of the house, and. I realized that, and I had to take a step back from that and say, you know what, allow the man to be the head. You take a step back and also work on whatever issues you have in between one another because it's not about money. It's not about how big his check is. It's about family and us coming together and taking care of one another. That's it. That's all, family. Absolutely. I want to thank you, Patrice, for giving your input on the topic, and we're going to go back to the lines and get a few more calls and stay with us, okay? Okay, no problem. All right. Hello, South Nevada. Um, state your name, what part of Nevada you're calling from, and your input on the topic tonight. 
we are discussing the case of Laquan McDonald and the recent protests going on around Chicago. Go ahead. Hello? Okay, I guess they're just listening in. Hello, Illinois. State your name. Uh, what part of Illinois you're calling from and your input on the topic tonight? Is that for me? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm just making sure. This is cotton, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, good evening, host. <laughs> hey, everybody. You, everybody, this Hi. is my co-host, uh, Cotton, uh, the soft-spoken poet. And I know I had her on the line somewhere but didn't know where I had her. Give us your input tonight on all of this uh, madness that's going on in regards to Laquan McDonald's case. Well, I'm not as familiar with the McDonald case, unfortunately, because I've been in another zone. However, mm-hmm. I have seen some of the protesting that's going on, and, and I've heard a few people mention about Black Lives Matter. And, I mean, I, I, I just I see all of that, and I see people protesting. Once this situation dies down, then people will stop protesting, and then we'll wait for the next thing to happen, and then we'll protest again. But in my opinion, it has to be an ongoing thing. You can't only protest when somebody dies. How about trying to, or when somebody's murdered by a cop or a white person? How about protesting before we get to that point? How about trying to figure a way so that we don't have to be out there only protesting when a white person kills a black person, when we got black people killing black people every day? You know, I'm just... Uh, I, I've been to the town meeting of Oscar Grant. I've, you know, had that conversation with my son about Trayvon Martin and trying to explain to my son certain aspects of life that he'll have to deal with at some point um, in his own life. So to to listen to us as black people constantly blaming other races for our issues, we are our biggest and worst problem in today's society because we're killing each other every day. We're not mm-hmm. supporting each other every day. You know, you got the, the Black Friday thing that's going on and people are protesting that now. Why are we protesting that? For what, right. for what is the purpose? You know, you, you, you want a deal, so we do Black Friday. They give a deal. Black businesses don't give black deals. So you go to the the companies that can. I don't I don't even understand why that is even an issue at all. Like, but that's just me, because I'm mm-hmm. because there are so many other things that are way more important than where I'm going to shop at on Black Friday. You know, right. that should be that should be the time when you're taken to protest uh, against these people sitting out there killing each other every single day, every single day. I don't want to wake up in a city where I find out that 50 people was just killed in two days. Did we protest that? Mm-hmm. Did, did anybody get out and do a big protest on that? Did we call in Al Sharpton and, and somebody mentioned Jesse Jackson? We need to have some new Jesse Jackson, some new Al Sharptons, and some new Malcolm X, and some new Martin Luther Kings out there. I don't. That's just that's just my take on that because it's it's happening every day. It's not every once in a while. It's every day. 
that we're doing it to each other. That's true. Um, If anyone has any response to what Cotton just said, you can press star and eight so we can see where you are and get your input on the topic. I see we do have a response from Ms. Conception. Let me go to her line. Good evening, Ms. Conception. Hey, peace and love, everyone. And what is your input on what Cotton just said in regards to we're killing ourselves every day? And we should be about this all the time since this is what's going on. Unfortunately, I think it has taken the incidents of seeing police cover up and just really a mass wake up with the murder of a child who didn't even have double digits in his age. I think that Mm -hmm. the culmination of all of those things, the young lady was promised moving forward. I think all of the things that have been happening back to back have culminated a movement. Um, just a little bit of the response as to why the boycott of Black Friday, and you all bear with me, I'm a little bit hoarse still from Saturday, but um, the the reason for the protest of Black Friday is to say don't go to these large downtown big box stores that are taking the money, filtering them into the economy that does not come back to us. So if we take our money and put them into ourselves, we will then affect the economy of the other people. I'll just say it that way. Once you Uh affect the economy of the other people and the city cannot collect a certain amount of those taxes, the state doesn't collect a certain amount of those taxes, you've now made a difference in their pocket. And everybody knows you say, don't play with my money and my kids. So, Uh you know, that's the kind of thing that when you affect a person's money and you shift the economy by what was reported as a billion dollars, not just that it was only the protest that took away the billion dollars. I'm sure some of that was just people having financial challenge in general. But the reason to protest that is to say, listen, we are not going to pump our dollars into you not listening to us. If we affect your money, you'll listen. And clearly that is what's happened. There's been some hearing of our call to resignation for Gary McCarthy. There's hearing of our call. There's more social media news publications of the call, the need for the call. So there is support developed from these types of protests. If you don't affect uh-huh. the flow of, of money, if you don't hit economy and, and, and all of the, the cash that they're counting on us coming down spending, and then this Tuesday and Wednesday people are like, you know, how am I going to get here and there because I spent it all Black Friday, but I'm real glad I got that big TV. Well, you can't eat that TV if you're a male shop. You can't get a warm coat if we have snow tomorrow for the little one because you bought that big TV on Black Friday. So affect the economy of the people who need to hear that we've been asking for change. I personally have sat out and asked for change and have, you know, gone with some of the local community activists who are trying to step up to be the new generation of Jesse and, you know, Malcolm and so on and so forth, all of the elder activists that we have. Because it is a point, and I agree firmly, that we do need new guards. We need uh-huh. our, younger, our younger leaders to step up. And so, in part, I'm not one of the youngest, but I know that where I am in the scheme of things, I can also, you know, help to lend a voice to that to affect change. So I step out. I've been out with some of those that you've seen on television step out. Black Ice steps out. So there are some of us who are willing to step forth and step out to be that new guard, this unfortunate chain of events has culminated finally 
in small clusters throughout Chicago, folks have come together and said, we're ready to be that new, now from that new Martin, that new Coretta even that stands with the men that are bringing the message. The new, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's uh-huh. now, finally, this negative chain of events has brought people to step up and say, you got Malcolm London, the young man got arrested for, you know, just being there, basically. And I saw his commentary, and I was like, wow, I am super proud that they got that young man to say what he said, and there was a young lady who stood with him. I was happy that they spoke with her because they had a chance to hear the young leaders that are trying to step up and say, listen, we're affecting the economy because we know that's the only thing that you count on from us is senseless spending. We understand it's a deal, it's a bargain, but this is when we know you count on us most, but since we couldn't count on you, it's not going to happen. We're going to let you down like you let us down. So fortunately, that call for Gary McCarthy has been heard, but we do need it to elevate. It goes to Anita Alvarez. You can't tell me that the mayor and the city council members sat there and on April 7th saw the documentation and everything was resolved by April 10th. Funny at election time, the settlement is made, and all of these settlements, including the non-disclosure agreement, because you don't want the family to talk about the money you let go, because now you have to explain why you say the city has no budget, but you were able to pay a family $5 million because you've covered up what's going on, and you know it would have cost far more than $5 million because there's no price you can put on the life. Unfortunately, right. it was something that, that they did, you know, and, and now we've got to backtrack and make our demands even firmer and stronger. So we're going to make sure that these young people that have been lost, lives are not in vain, are stepping up the right way. And I'm very proud that Chicago has had peaceful protests versus some of the movements in, in Black Lives Matter haven't been in, in uh, Baltimore and in Ferguson. We didn't burn things down. We didn't go in looting. We didn't go out and, and have multiple arrests from fighting, and we haven't had to be quarantined in certain zones, if you understand what I'm saying. And there's no reason why we can't buy black and shop black because we have a Chinatown. We've got a Greek town. We've got a Polish community here. Why don't we have buy black empowerment among ourselves? That's all that it's only fair that we circulate our money within each other because Chinatown be doggone if you park incorrectly. Certain other communities zone parking, they be doggone if you park incorrectly. A lot of the Greek town area and a lot of that is shopping area and community. So there are things that we need to step up and say, listen, we understand that this country and, and, and the majority of everything was built on our backs and on the intellect of the people that we are descendants of. It is time that you give us our rightful place and I just do. So we understand if you don't want to give it to us, but that also means that we have the empowerment to choose not to give you what we already have tangibly in our hands and that we circulate it amongst each other and that we begin that even if we don't have the exact dollar amount, we bring back the bartering system amongst each other. This way as a community and a village, all of our needs are met. Absolutely. And, Cotton, let's say you on the topic. On her uh, remarks, and what are your thoughts on her remarks? You know, I like I said, I commend. Uh, maybe I didn't say it earlier. I commend people for getting out there to protest. But it's it's for us. We do something one time, and then that's it. You wait for the next thing to happen, and then you do something again. So, in 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 my opinion, for something to actually change, 
It has to be more consistent. It can't be when there's a crisis or when there's a situation. It has to be when there's not a situation. So they know that that if you want to, if we want to be taken seriously, it has to be on a more continuous basis. It can't just be okay. We're gonna boycott Black Friday. We have Black Lives Matter. We have Black this. We have Black that. We have Black. Yes, we can see that everybody here is black. Understood. And yes. Black lives do matter, just like white lives and Asian lives and blah, blah, blah. We're putting this emphasis on it as if, if I mean, at the end of the day, in my opinion, if if you're not willing to keep it going, then it, it kind of is almost void because, it's, because then they're going to do something different because they see that we're not serious about our own. Absolutely. And I have uh, one more call. I'm going to go back to the line. I have another call um, from Northeast Illinois. They have their hand up. Let's go to them and see what their what their input is. Good evening, caller. State your name, uh, what part of Illinois you're calling from, and your input tonight on the topic. This is Tara calling from DuPage County in Illinois. Uh-huh. And... Um, How's everyone doing? Hi, Miss Cotton. Hello, Miss Conception. Um, I, I, um, I 100% agree with Miss Cotton. Mm-hmm. I and I 100% agree with you. You, I, I can't even add anything to it because you nailed it. Um, there was another caller that talked about. Um, what we're teaching our kids in the home. I agree with a lot of what she was saying as well. I accidentally disconnected my call, so I missed some of it, but I agree with that. You know, um, we're not, a lot of homes, in a lot of homes, we're not teaching our kids respect. We're not teaching them morals. We're not teaching them a lot of different things that they need. Um, And, yes, they have taken black history out of the schools. And um, I'm sorry, taking black history, they're taking the real American history out of the schools. And so, okay, so let me go to the protest. If you're going to protest, know what you're protesting for. You're protesting for someone to lose their job. You're protesting for what exactly? You can go out there and protest every day. Now that he's lost his job, now what? Mm-hmm. So Anita Alvarez, she'll lose her job. Now what? You 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 need to have a plan. What is your goal? What is what is your vision? What do you see happening? You're going out there and protesting to do what? Honestly, they should have protested last year because this was not a secret last year when the boy was shot. It was in the news. Um. And, you know, there are a lot of other things that are taking place, and I agree. Why is it that everyone, um, and I'm, I'm basically just saying everything that Ms. Cotton already said. You know, I, I think most of what she had already said, but I'm just adding, you know, um, some examples. And there's a, um, I think that people are, you know, 
the black community, we get up, we get so upset when people attack us, but we don't get upset when we attack attack our own. Exactly. And people are going to treat you the way that you, you know, it, it's it's just like, and I had to explain. I explained this to my boys. I said, if you're gonna go around calling yourself and calling your friends the N word, don't be offended when somebody else calls you that. And yes, it is about the context of it. But exactly. how are you going to say that, well, you know, my white friend, he can't call me that. Well, why can't he call you that? If you go around and call yourself, you know, I'm an a-hole, I'm an a-hole, I'm an a-hole, what do you think the, the person down the street is going to do? They're going to call you an a-hole. Right. So the way we treat each other in the black community is the way people, that's the way people view us, and that's how they're going to treat us. I'm not saying that, you know, um, just because we're going around shooting each other up, that, that gives the policeman a right to shoot and shoot us down, you know, 16 shot with 16 shots. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we need to pick and choose our battles. And when we do that, we need to strategize. Well, we and and, and to, to what you're saying, we have to have a strong leg to stand on. If we got black people in our community killing 15 black people in one night, and then mm-hmm. here comes this one white cop who kills one person, we make a bigger deal about that than we do about this about these people that then killed 15 people in one night. Like our priorities are all messed up. We're so focused on the race issue of it, the black and white of it, and we and into and, to, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but to re, to to speak on the N-word, I don't use it, but why have you given this word so much power? You've I know. given it power, and you shouldn't have, because I shouldn't be offended. That's just like if a, chi- a, a chick called me the B-word. Mm-hmm. Can't no chick call me the B-word. I don't care mm-hmm. if we're friends or not. I don't want to be called the B-word. Exactly. I'm not going to allow you to have, to give a word that much power. And we've given the N-word so much power that people of who are not of a race are saying, can I say the word? I know it's just a word, but is it okay that I say the word? No, because I'm not black. But it's okay for a black person to call you an N-word, and you're good with that. So it's okay if we kill our own. It's okay if we dog our own out. It's okay if we treat our own disrespectfully. It's okay if we if we kill, rape, and shoot our own. As long as another race don't do it, it's really not as it's really not as important. And, and doesn't that become like a double standard? Doesn't that you know it just makes us look like we're not sure? Okay, we want to throw the race out. to me, and this is just me. Um, and I did voice this at a forum. It was a Black Lives uh, Matter forum. I said, you know, it seems to me that we have taken the race card and thrown it around every chance we get. But, you know, and people will say, oh, well, you know, people were marching when um, there was black crime in the communities and, you know, they did this there. Yeah, but you know what? They're not making a big deal of it the way um, they're not making as big a deal of it as they are when somebody of another ethnicity does something against us. Right, exactly. And, you know, and I just, I don't know, there were, 
I can sit here and I can talk and I can say, well, I would do this and I would do that. There are a lot of changes that need to be made. I'm not the mayor. I'm not the police commissioner. Um, and I think you talked about leadership. We don't have good leaders. We do not have good leaders at all. And I'm going to start with, you know, Jesse Jackson was around before my time. But, yeah. So that's all I have to say. There has to be new leaders now. Jesse Jackson, he's older. There has to be new new leaders that are in our age bracket at this point in life and, you know, during this time because a lot of those a lot of those people that are doing the killing of our own race are younger people mm-hmm. um, and they're not being taught properly. So they can't appreciate the Jesse Jacksons and the Malcolm X and the Martin Luther Kings and the Alsha. They can't appreciate those people because they didn't they didn't really they haven't really seen what they're capable of. And now there aren't really those people of a new generation really doing a whole lot to set it to set that example. Mhm. Well, so it definitely makes a difference, I think. It's just starting there. One real quick note. Um what I'm finding is that a lot of people nowadays are, you know, these leaders really fast, um or so-called want to be leaders. They're not um talking to me they're just fueling anger. They're they're fueling yeah. they're fueling anger. You know, oh, yeah. black man's yeah. angry, and this is why he's angry, and he should be angry, and this is what we should be doing. But, but and that's not I, to me. That's not that's not what Martin Luther King was preaching. Sorry, right? Okay, I'm done. Right. <laughs> and I want to thank you for calling in tonight, Tara. Okay. And we're gonna go back to the lines uh, to our other callers. Hello, caller. State your name, what part of Illinois you're calling from, and give us your input on the topic tonight. We are discussing the Laquan McDonald case and the recent protests going on around the city of Chicago. And one of the questions is, where do you stand with the recent protests? Okay, I think, well, I spoke earlier. (laughs) How did you get down there? (laughs) I'm not sure. And since we are running out of time, uh, everybody's, message was profound. One thing that we have to be careful of is, mm-hmm. I think I said it, um, the young lady from Unmuted said it, the gentleman said it earlier, Jessica said it. There are groups out here who are forming and starting, and it's not to mm-hmm. say that we don't get angry. I live in the city of Chicago, so I know that there are active, my church is active in our community. When black lives are taken, when things are going on in the community to build up young black men. Uh, my church is in the heart of what they call Terror Town on 79th and Commercial. So there, uh, we have to be careful about what we say is not going on in the city. And, yes, the term, again, Black Lives Matter, because it does. You know, black has been taken as negative. Everything black is negative and, you know, bad and taboo. Uh, again, I just take it back to, uh, Jessica mentioned it personally, who have I supported since all lives matter, and we're talking about uh, lives right now that are being mowed down in their prime, children who probably weren't taught. Then again, we really can't say. There are some children who are participating in crime who have been taught. So I just take it back to myself personally. Who am I supporting? How have I been effective? 
you know, we all have to put our money where our mouth is. Yes, Jesse was in a little bit in my time and before my time, but there are others. And unfortunately, we haven't had any to the same magnitude, but there are some starting, but it has to start somewhere. And as Jessica stated, from a college student standpoint, I have a child that's out of state in college, and it's not something that just happens in Chicago. Now, Chicago is known for its corrupt politics, and at some point, that's got to stop. So, again, Uh I think we ought to be careful, and Uh even with raising our children, Yes, black lives do matter. They matter to us, and the majority of the people who are participating in crimes are getting away with it because of our elected officials. Every day in, in, in our neighborhoods, you would see a cop stop a woman with a child seated in the back of a car leaving work or coming from the babysitter rather than stop a gang of boys on a corner who they know uh-huh. of the suspicious activity. So it starts with us making our leadership accountable, our aldermen, our mayor, and those people. So I think we just have to be careful. There are movements starting that are doing work in our communities. But, again, this is going back to the people who are supposed to, who are paid to serve and protect us, who don't. Thank you for your input on the topic. And uh, stay with us on the line. We're going to go to another call. In regards to our topic tonight, stay on the line. Good evening, caller. Uh, state your name, what, where you're calling from, and your input on the topic tonight. This is the award-winning poet radio show where our uh, topic tonight is in regards to the Laquan McDonald case and the recent protests going on around Chicago. Uh, give us your thoughts on the topic. Are you talking to Bullseye? Yes, I am. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm not familiar with that case, but I heard somebody mention Black Lives Matter. Is that um, a case of racism? Um, Yes, it is. Where do you stand uh, with the Black Lives Matter movement? Well, I think as part of this ongoing um, tool by a certain group, I don't want to mention or you'll call me an anti-Semite, that is intent on setting up a race war. They've been doing this for, they invented racism in their Jewish communism, and I don't mm-hmm. personally believe in race, except other than the human race. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's sort of like the Trayvon Martin case where you had a, a Mason on one, a, a Jewish Mason on one side and a black boule, gay boule, they call them, Mason on the mm-hmm. other side, and it's basically set up to stir the turds. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's pretty much your topic. Your input on the topic. Um, in general, yeah, I don't know anything specific about this case, but and a lot of these people that have gotten sucked into this have been, and I call them drones. I don't know if you're familiar with Star Trek. They have this character called the Borg, mm-hmm. and they're pretty much mindless, and because they've been taken over mentally. I'm on the West Coast in Northern California, near a city called Oakland. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've been shocked, you know, as I think I already mentioned, I don't believe in race. I think it's basically an invention. Somewhere around the 1930s is when race was basically invented in Jewish communist Russia to use one Gentile group against the other. And, of course, we helped install that crap 
we being America, a certain portion of our very wealthy uh, group that runs the country ever since they got control of our Federal Reserve. And then now they've imported it into our country to use one group of Gentiles, well, actually several groups of Gentiles. They had the blacks fighting, and the Black Panthers tried to attack this, the good Panthers, not the new whore Panthers, the old original Panthers that were destroyed by blacks, I might add. Black infiltrator, traitor, whores that basically infiltrated in Chicago, actually. You probably know this better than I. But those are the real Panthers, and I have nothing but respect for every one of those, many of whom were killed, and with the same modality. Infiltration from within, just like they've done to our alternative uh, media. Of course, they took over the mainstream media in about 1920, shortly after they got the money from the Federal Reserve. But mm -hmm. in any case, yeah, I do have... <laughs> some opinions on that in general while I can't speak to this specific case, but this group has been making white people look bad, well, for a very long time, maybe a thousand years, because they sort of look white, but they're really just racist, delusional racists themselves that think they're the chosen ones, uh -huh. and that's total crap. God is not a racist. Anybody that believes that is totally as delusional as they are. Okay, well, so anyway, you, yeah, I do have an opinion yeah. on that in general, but I can't comment on this specific case. Absolutely. But there have been numerous uh, cases across the country where it seems like a, <clears throat> excuse me, a mm -hmm. black person has been killed, and oftentimes it looks like it's a complete setup where, where there's no blood for some reason. Hey, good evening. There was one uh, what's guy, your name I remember again? the case oh. name, where he was basically shot while he was moving about six or seven times by a quote-unquote white cop, so. and yet there was no blood. That was kind of weird to anybody that has eyeballs on their head. Okay. So, okay. The one thing that you said that was very important and very profound is that human lives matter, and I think that that, at the end of the day, is the most important thing. So we definitely thank you for calling in. You you made some very good points and probably gave us a little insight on some things we probably didn't even know. Right. I would have let this conception stuff in for a moment right quick. Go ahead, this conception. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I, and thanks for inviting me as well. Um, just real quick for the brother that was just on the phone. Um, I definitely understand, and I say brother because I feel like he does, that all lives do matter. But we speak upon black lives mattering because we have been um, seeing a lot of the violence that's been going on kind of within the community and um, more so nationally publicized. But, again, just to give some quick information, Laquan McDonald was a young man who was shot here in Chicago 16 times by an officer. When you listen to the audio of the of the uh, video that they've just recently released, it does sound like that officer actually took time and reloaded. He did also uh, shoot a young man who was not coming toward him, so there was not an element or an essence of visual threat that we can all see as we witness the video. So uh, real brief, and that's what's been bringing about a lot of the outrage because there was a settlement to the family. Uh, the family wasn't allowed to um, speak or disclose any of the information, um, to my understanding, um, on the settlement. But I do understand that there was a member of the media who demanded the truth. 
and he went under the Freedom of Information Act, did sue the police department in order to get the release, and that is where he was victorious at the top of this month, and that is where everyone was made aware of the brutality. Um, we were able to put a bird's eye view on things and actually have a visual understanding um, versus maybe just the last year's very brief account. Um, so many stories pop on the news and they're aired that evening, and then they go away. Um, they may be documented uh -huh. in the numbers, but you don't ever hear that name to see that young face again. Because this young man was able to be brought up again and kind of reincarnated in memory 400 to 401 days later, we understand that there was an, an element of time that was taken not only to cover up and maybe not only to, to pay away. And, and I don't want to say anything negative about the family because I don't believe that they were under a clear, you know, visual of what was going on either. Um, I believe they were also deceived, you know, within some of this process. And, you know, sometimes when you don't, quite know or understand things or you feel like it may be the best thing for closure, you act on that a lot of time in emotional decisions. So, um, again, there is to be some questioning and accountability held in the mayor's office um, for the cover-up. And um, also, we are saying that there's got to be some accountability with Anita Alvarez in the state's attorney's office because um, too many people can't have the same dream and it not be true. So what we're witnessing is mass cover-up from low levels to high levels. And we've got to begin to say something and do something about that. So essentially this is where you're witnessing an uprising. And at this time you're witnessing a more visual of the efforts that have been being made over the last couple of uh, years. Uh, and I'm saying last couple of years, but it's been for quite some time. Um, so I don't by any means want to demean the time frame that we've been struggling to have awareness to in many of our causes. But, again, this is something that just pushed that hot button because we've ultimately been on it at a tipping point uh, for quite some time. So uh, just to give a little bit of enlightenment there about the Laquan McDonald shooting. But again, we've got Toronto Atkinson. We've got uh, Tyshawn Lee. So we've got a number of our young people that are falling. Uh, we don't want to forget them, but this was the breaking point, and it's time to make a change. So that's our demand. Thank you, Ms. Conception, for giving us a little background information on that whole Laquan McDonald case. A lot of people were not aware of the case uh, they've only heard of it recently since the video has been released. And like you said, that information came about from a journalist, which I actually got that information today, mm -hmm. who, um, like you said, got the Freedom of Information in, uh, released, and he did his research on this mm -hmm. information. And, and, a lot and of I thank God know, Yeah, a lot of people don't know, and I actually posted an article in reference to him uh, doing his information on this uh, case on my page. So if anyone wants to look that information up, you can. It is on my page. But like I said, a lot of people, like in the news, Minister Farrakhan stated, he said a lot of us would have never known this case happened had it not been for the videotape being released. Initially, a lot of people had um, their reservations about that video being released because they knew they thought it was going to be a riot, an uprising, mm -hmm. but it also brings uh, to the attention to, of the public what's really going on in society because a lot of people hear things um, and they don't believe it until they actually see it. And that version that I saw of the video was just so disheartening. You know, I saw the lone version of the table that was shooting him multiple times. You could see the smoke coming out of his clothes. So um, that, I believe, was released to open some eyes in society to let people know what's really out there 
And, you know, I'm so glad everyone called in and gave their input and what they felt in regards to the topic. Um, You know, as a parent, that's one of the worries that we have, you know, when our children leave out. A lot of people don't understand. Like my husband had to let his friends know that he worked with from another race. He said, you all don't have the same concerns we have. He said, each time my children leave, I am afraid for their safety. I'm afraid they may not come back. And they had to see it from his perspective to understand. And I believe this video helps a lot of people understand what a lot of our people face on a day-to-day basis, whether they're actually committing a crime, have some kind of mental disorder that causes them to act out, or just minding their business and they're taunted and provoked by the police. So that whole uh, incident with the video, I'm kind of glad now that it was released. Like I said, I had my reservations as well, uh, but I'm glad it was released to give everyone an eye-opener and to let people know what was going on because a lot of people didn't hear about this case at all. Like I said, it's been swept under the rug um, and it's been covered up by uh, our mayor, the state's attorney, as well as the superintendent of the police department. So um, those that's my um, input pretty much on the topic. Um, I'm glad it came out um, so people can be aware of what's really going on. And my last question to everyone would be, um, What's your solution to the problem or the situation? And I'm going to just go down the line and unmute everyone's call to get their input on that uh, just to see, you know, everyone, get everybody's feedback. Hello, caller, Central Alabama. Joe, are you still with us? Yes, yes, I'm still here. Okay, just in three seconds, give us what your um, solution will be for the current situation. Um, just to understand, I would think just we just need, we need unity. Mm-hmm. We, we need unity, true unity. That's what we need. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you, Joe. And I'm going to go to the next caller, Illinois caller. Let us uh, know what your solution would be to the current situation. I guess they're just listening in. Caller, uh, give us your input. Um, let us know what your solution to the current situation will be in this situation. Um, I think we can't stop. Hello? Hello? You're here. Hello? Hello, caller? Yes, hello? Yes, just give us your solutions to the current situation right now. Okay, I didn't know if you could hear me or not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I can think, hear you. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't think we can't, we can't, well, we can't take, we can't get Laquan McDonald back, so there's no solving in that. I think we do need to go for impeachment for Rahm Emanuel, um, and Anita Alvarez needs to also step down, um, and we do need to take the power of the vote, and the only way we can do that is by getting people vote, get are black people educated in voting um, during those times of elections? Because that's, I think those are the times that that matters when we're voting for mayor and senators and governors and things of that nature. Okay, thank you. All right, caller, give us your, well, briefly give us your solution to the current situation. Yes, it is listening in. 
Okay, Illinois caller, as we close out briefly, give us your solution to the current situation. going to just go down the line. Um, as we close out, Carla, give us your uh, current, your solution to the current situation that we're facing now. I would say unifying, unifying as a culture, also um, putting our youth first, that's, mm-hmm. that's important, getting back mm-hmm. to the values of the village, and most definitely um resources, building on resources and building up the community so that we can have resources within the community so that we can do business with one another and take care of one another. Okay, thank you. Okay, Carla, briefly give us your solution to the current situation. As far as Laquan McDonald's situation? Overall, with all of the violence that's going on in society, as well as that case, I mean, I... oh well, definitely, like I said, unifying, but also in terms of politics, starting to research politics because even myself being ignorant and saying that I'm not voting, whereas me not voting that plays a role and who is elected into office. So moving forward, definitely researching our politicians who's running for office and trying to ensure that we put the right leaders in place in terms of politics and also ensuring that they work for us. Start researching, asking questions, taking action. Um, And like I said, really building up resources in terms of right now with Rom and Anita, I do believe they need to go as well. And, yeah, we just have to be more insightful in regards to what's going on around us and taking action and not constantly turning a blind eye to what's going on. Okay, thank you. All right, Illinois caller, as we close out briefly, give us your solution to the current situation. Um, my solution, it, there is no one solution, I don't believe. I believe that we need to um, get back into the churches. We need to get our church leaders involved um, mm-hmm. because, because we need good leaders. And I also think that um, if we're going to march and protest, for these young men that are being murdered, mm-hmm. then we should also protest and march for the babies that are being murdered because no one marched and protested for that little baby that was found over in the lagoon. No one marched and protested for the little baby that was found in the dumpster the other day. No one marched and protested for the homeless man that just died a day after Thanksgiving who was in a coma for eight months. But Black Lives Matter. Okay, mm-hmm. so the solution, there is no solution, but you can start by church, education, and morals at home, self-respect, because when you teach your kids self-respect, when they go out into the streets, then they will, that will come out. They will automatically respect others. Mm-hmm. That's just how I feel, and that's what I teach in my home. And I have, today, I have all boys in my home. So I'm done.
Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And Ms. Conception, are you still on the line? I am here. Okay, um, and tell us a little bit about the Fallen uh, Souls uh, March on Saturday. Actually, the Fallen Souls March was exactly what the sister was referring to. How come we haven't marched for the babies? Um, the Fallen Souls March on Saturday, unmuted. The sister Patrice was on the line with us as well. Um, we marched for every young soul that has fallen, every young body that has been found, every young person who is our future who's been cut off. Um, I stood on the corner of 87th and Cottage Grove and did a piece which was written about those young fallen souls and how life is cut off in its young vigor. So I have absolutely done the marching. We as a community have absolutely done the marching. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe she's in a slightly different area and didn't get an opportunity to participate. But um, we can, if she links up with us on Facebook, we can definitely keep her in the loop so she can come out and do some activism with us as well. Um, sounds like she wants to be really active. So, you know, we definitely welcome uh, that sister on board. But we have done that, and we're going to continue to be vigilant um, so that we can try to ensure uh, to the best of our ability that no more of our young are falling because they're our future. And we know that if we don't do something now, it will change for them. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, ma'am. And I believe we have one more Illinois caller on the line. Um, if you're still there and want to give your input and your solution to the current situation briefly, uh, go ahead. The last Illinois caller. Sure. Am I unmuted? Yes, you are. <laughs> okay. I think everybody uh, hit it on the head. There is more than one solution. Again, mm-hmm. it starts individually. I'm I'm very careful to say what's not going on and what um, is brought back to me because I was raised in a family of activists and in a family of faith. It uh, just goes back to personally what I'm not doing or what I should be a part of. Who am I personally supporting and how am I being active in this? It goes back to influence. All of us have an area or a circle of influence because I live in or, or I have lived in um, Will County. <laughs> I've lived in mm-hmm. New Cage County. And I think sometimes the mindset is when we're not actually here now in an asphalt jungle, you know, um, what affects the asphalt jungle will affect and spread out to every county. Chicago is the hub. You may live in Will County, Lake County, but everything starts here. Um, and it goes back to voting and being educated about who we vote for and keeping our leaders accountable here again in Chicago. How accountable are aldermen? One person mentioned her alderman who personally is not committed in the neighborhood. And then it just goes back again to the village mindset. I can't take the mindset that because my household is okay and my kids are doing okay that other children don't need me. We run into them every single day, whether it's at school, church, or in our families. Somebody is in need. And it's more than enough work, as a young lady stated. All of us are on social media, and there are groups who are doing the work in our communities here in Chicago. All right. Thank you, uh, Felicia, for tuning in and giving us your last comment. I'm going to turn it over to my co-host, Cotton, for final remarks before we close out. Now, I'm just going to say I know, you know, some of you all didn't like my comments, and it's okay because I'm just a different breed of of black person, period, and I just believe that human beings matter all the way around. 
And um, at the end of the day, I don't recall God putting a, putting stipulations on whether you white, black, or whatever. We should definitely treat people the same. And once we start within our own homes, as I've heard of people say, a few people say, if you're starting in, in home and work outward, then you can make a whole lot more happen. But if it's not happening in home and we're not teaching in our own race and doing and promoting in our own race and supporting in our own race, we, and why are we so hell-bent on other people doing it um, for us or to us? So that's my final for Human Lives Matter, although I probably won't support the Black Lives Movement, but I, I you know, to each his own. Yes. Well, you know, this show, we can talk about anything, and we welcome the different points of view out was actually hoping that more people who had a different uh, point of view had called in. I get a lot of text message text messages um, in reference to certain things, but they didn't actually voice them when I unmuted the lines. But yeah, talk to me Tuesdays is an adult conversation um, where you don't have to hold back. We're all adults, and you're free to express your point of view and where you you're coming from and what you feel. So definitely your comments are welcome, as you know. <laughs> and we want to thank everyone who called in to support us tonight and to give us our uh, your input on the topic tonight, which we know is not an easy thing. Um, as I stated to a few callers, I said this was a heavy subject for me because I'm not an activist in the way that some are who are actually out there on the front line uh, putting their lives on the line to make a difference. But I do fully support them in their actions um, as far as for fighting for rights and bringing about the, you know, the knowledge that we don't know about, you know. So I do appreciate their efforts, and I want to thank Ms. Conception for giving us a little background uh, information on that case. Like I said, a lot of us did not know about this case until that video was released. Um and it's going to help us in the end uh, when it comes to um, this uh, thing with this leadership. And the only thing I can say is there's going to be more protests. There's going to be more things coming out. just got word that Anita Alvarez is going to, she's going forward with the reelection as the Illinois State's attorney. And I'm just waiting to see what's going to happen behind that. But once again, we want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight to Talk to Me Tuesdays. Please join us again in two weeks, same time, which is 8.30 Central Standard Time. We'll be back on the air on the 15th of December. And we are waiting to hear your comments on our next topic that's coming up. And everyone have a good evening. Again, you were tuned in to the award-winning Port Radio Show for your host tonight with Londa Love and Cotton. And we want to thank you again for tuning in. Everyone have a good night. Have a good night.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.